0: Did you know that the study of beards is called poganology? Oh yeah, isn't that weird? This is Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. we got some pretty interesting stories that are strange, odd, quirky, kinky, and offbeat. Stay tuned, and here we go. Play with me. Come, play with me. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm obsessed with horror movies. If you haven't seen Annabelle, a 2014 horror movie based on a true story or a legend anyways about a a very evil doll, I highly recommend it. Uh, I came across a story in the UK about a terrified family has been forced to lock a possessed doll in their shed after claiming it's haunted their home and even scratched their bodies during the night. As haunted dolls are apt to do (laughs) This is great So this woman named Debbie Merrick 50 years old She bought a doll As part of a set of three dolls From a charity shop Three weeks ago Since then Debbie and her husband Cameron Have seen their lives rocked By the creepy toy Even being forced to bring in A medium to investigate Just like the movie Debbie claims that Cameron woke one morning with unexplained scratches on his right leg a week after the doll's arrival at their home. Oh, boy. Now, unless you own a cat, that's pretty alarming. Now, when a medium friend warned her that the doll she had purchased had something in it, later that weekend, Debbie says she put two and two together and fearfully put the doll in a box and put it in their shed. Why wouldn't you just throw the doll away? That's what I'm wondering. You know, is there really a need to keep the? (laughs) yeah I'm going to keep it I'm just going to put it in the shed how about you just toss it in the fire how about that (laughs) since discovering the doll has moved and apparently removed its necklace independently while in the box Debbie has now put the doll up for sale on eBay refusing to touch it ever again well you're going to have to touch it Debbie if you're going to send it to somebody on eBay you're going to have to take the doll out and you're going to bring it to the post office so you're going to have to touch this thing again Debbie since it was in the shed Debbie's checked on it and the doll took off its necklace Ah, 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 ah. so frightening Uh, I'm going to do a Debbie impression Uh, by the way she's from Kings Lynn, Norfolk she said I don't know why I decided to buy the dolls it was a bit strange but at the time I didn't think much about it even that it's unusual they were really cheap they were only five pounds I think I thought they were probably be worth quite a bit of money it's really just the one doll with the white dress that I don't like. I didn't particularly even like touching that one when I bought it. The other two, I didn't mind as much. You know, it was funny. The smoke alarms kept going off, and one night I heard the floorboards creaking and thought it might have been my daughter. But when I checked on her, she was asleep. <laughs> this is all this all went down. Then one morning, me hubby said to me, i got scratches all over my legs, dear. <laughs> Look a bit like cat scratches, and they were sore. Now, my husband's a complete non-believer. He's still trying to come up with an explanation. Meanwhile, I'm going to sell these babies on eBay. Well, that's what you do when you have a haunted doll. You try and sell it on eBay. You know, it's weird. People are weird these days. You could probably put a doll on eBay and write, For sale, haunted doll that will scratch your legs. And people will be like, I want that for $10,000. People will buy that stuff. I think it's a great idea. This could be, in fact, this article is so hard to believe. Like, it's hard to believe that this actually happened that I think it's a whole ploy for Debbie to make some big bucks on a haunted doll. But it's like a fake haunted doll, but she's trying to make the big bucks. This is a great idea. How did you like my uh, my female UK accent, by the way? Yeah, I do accents on you guys. I do my best. Anyways, I'm going to end this little piece by saying I don't believe all the horror stories that I read, and you shouldn't either. I think it's helpful to be a little bit skeptic in situations like this. But it doesn't stop me from totally enjoying horror movies. And if you have any horror movie suggestions, please call my show and leave me those suggestions. Tell me the name of the horror movie. Tell me why you loved it. What's so cool about it. I'll play it back on my show and I will check it out. And I'll even share some of my favorite horror movies with you as we go along. Please please keep in touch. Oh, yeah. The Kool-Aid exhibit. Yes, yes. Isn't it nice to know that at a museum somewhere in this world is a Kool-Aid exhibit? This one happens to be in Hastings, Nebraska, where Edwin Perkins, the inventor of Kool-Aid, honed his delicious invention. The local museum has dedicated half of a floor to Kool-Aid's history. Kool-Aid, discover the dream, is what it's called, and it's a nostalgic, comprehensive collection of all things Kool-Aid. The only thing missing is the chance to actually drink the drink itself. I love that. They have all things Kool-Aid, but you can't even drink it. Even they realize that Kool-Aid is just not healthy. <laughs> They're like, we're going to put everything in here but the Kool-Aid because that causes diabetes and we don't we don't want to be a proponent of that. <laughs> now, uh, I thought this was really interesting. I drank Kool-Aid a lot as a kid. Um, it was one of the first things that uh, in the kitchen that I learned how to make was Kool-Aid. It was like... Kool-Aid and cereal easy anything you can add liquid to you can actually you know that was like the first thing that you quote-unquote you you prepare or cook in the kitchen like ah so what's for uh, what's for breakfast well anything I can add liquid to so it's gonna be cereal and Kool-Aid <laughs> what about uh, lunch yeah same thing cereal and Kool-Aid and for dinner yeah two bowls of cereal and more Kool-Aid and then we wondered why uh <laughs> why I had bad teeth as a kid <laughs> Just a little bit of history of the Kool-Aid, because I thought it was fascinating. Uh, Kool-Aid was first invented by this Edwin Perkins, but it wasn't a powder in the beginning. It was called Fruit Smack, and it was a liquid. But Mr. Perkins was a little aggravated at how easily the glass bottles containing his magical syrup leaked and they broke. He decided to get rid of these bottles and the sweet mixture in syrup. Instead, create packets of powder. He was inspired by Jell-O, actually. Yeah. Uh, he saw packets of Jell-O and he was like, you know what? This is how you do it. And then he debuted what he initially called Fruit Aid in 1927. And then he later changed it to Cool Aid, but the original spelling was a little different. Cool-K-O-O-L Aid-A-D-E. Later changed to A-I-D. <laughs> That's pretty cool. The Kool-Aid exhibit at the Hastings Museum of Natural and Cultural History is full of information about the drink's beginnings, various marketing strategy. It includes old packages and advertisements, as well as discontinued Kool-Aid-related products like bubblegum and sherbet packets. Visitors follow a fiber-optic river of the drink that flows through the museum's lower level. Ooh, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds very psychedelic. People can even catch a glimpse of the original Kool-Aid man's suit, though you shouldn't expect it to burst through any walls. Well, good thing, because we can't be having people break through walls at the museum. That's expensive, that exhibit. You don't want to get sued. Interesting little tidbit is I actually personally know the guy who did the voice of Kool-Aid. His name is Frank Sims, and he's a voiceover actor in New York City, and he's a buddy of mine. Um, I was a voiceover actor in New York City for like 10 years And I got to meet some very interesting guys who did some cool things He also did Tony the Tiger He did a bunch of cool voices Frank Sims, he's the man He also sang on a bunch of uh, David Bowie tunes This guy was really cool Uh, Yeah, Frank Sims, he was the guy who did Oh yeah And then I remember when my parents met him My parents came to visit me in New York And I introduced them to Frank And I made him do it I'm like, Frank, do the Kool-Aid guy He was like, ah, no, I don't want to do it. I'm like, Frank, you do the Kool-Aid guy. No, I don't want to do it. Okay, oh, yeah. And my parents were like, oh, wow. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm a fan of Kool-Aid, so cool. So if you happen to be in Nebraska where Kool-Aid was invented, did you ever notice, by the way, that all the cool inventions happen in the middle of nowhere? People are so bored that they're like, I need to do something, and they invent something cool. So check out that museum. I'm going to post a link, but don't break down any walls to get there. Here's a little weird news from down under. An Australian man hung up on a lottery winning call. Oh my god, amazing. An Australian man slammed his phone down because he was shocked by a call from the local lottery office letting him know that he had won $16 million as part of a joint jackpot. OZ lottery officials called the unidentified man from Manly to inform he was one of three winners in a joint $50 million jackpot, prompting him to slam his phone down after being shocked by the news. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are you serious? You are kidding me! I can't believe it. He told Oz Lotto after regaining his composure. You have made my whole life. How amazing is this? What do you guys think of my Australian accent, by the way? Is that pretty cool? I thought that was like spot on for an Australian accent. That was my impression of an Australian man shocked at winning the lottery. Oh, I don't, I, don't, I can't believe it. I gotta go. I can't stay on the phone with you any longer. I don't even want to know where I can pick up my money. I just gotta go. Click. <laughs> That's what he did. That was my impression of him. Of course, the lottery officials persisted and continued to call this guy after his reaction to the initial call, which he said prompted him to check his ticket. When you rang before, I thought it was a bit strange, he said. But then I went and grabbed me ticket. Then I checked my ticket and saw the numbers. While the man's abrupt reaction indicated he may have been blindsided by the news of 16 million, he said he had a feeling he might have been a winner. Earlier today, I thought I'd love to win. I was just thinking in my head, driving along, and lo and behold, <laughs> I think about winning all the time. It doesn't happen to me. He was just thinking about earlier how he'd love to win. Yeah, you know, you know that $50 million jackpot? You know, I'd like to win that. Is that all it takes to win the lottery, by the way? You just think about how nice it would be to win? Yeah, you know, I'm thinking it might be nice to win, and then BAM, it wins. Oh my God, you've stopped my heart. I need my heart fixed. <laughs> I love, I just love doing an Australian accent. I think it's great. I'd love to know if you guys have ever won something big like that. I once, uh, I didn't win a lottery, but I witnessed a friend of mine scratch off a $10,000 scratch ticket right next to me in the car when we were hung over at a gas station. we were totally, we're totally hung over. We have been drinking all night. This is in New Hampshire, by the way. I don't mean to brag, but yeah, then we go to like a, a, a 7-Eleven or uh, actually up there. They're called, uh, they have these things called Cumberland Farms. We call them Cumbies. Well, Cumbies is like a 7-Eleven. You get gas, you get your coffee, blah, blah, blah. So we got there. We bought a couple of beers to help with the hangover a little bit because, you know, that that's really the only thing that works. You get a pound of beer or two. That straightens you out. So we got a couple of beers, and he was like, screw it, I'm going to get a scratch ticket. And he got it, and I s- sat there next to him, and I watched him scratch off 10000 right in front of my face. It's like, oh, why didn't I buy that ticket a minute earlier? What- <laughs> you know what I mean? That was... There was some bad luck right there in New Hampshire. Bad luck. Call my station. Tell me you've won something. Rub it in my face. I want to know.